In today's show, we're looking back at all of the action for Tuesday, as well as an update on Tyrese Halliburton and his knee injury. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Seven games on a Tuesday. We're going to talk about those. We'll get to the news about Tyrese Halliburton as well. First game up, the the Phoenix Suns and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, you look at this and you go, ah, it's, a, it's, it's a comfortable win. 16 points, 134-118. Yeah, big win. Covered the spread, which was 12 points. Well done. But it went to overtime. And somehow they still won by 16 in overtime. Don't know how that happened, but it did. Let's look at Chris Paul, who had 23, 6, and 16 with four steals and two blocks. Just an unbelievable performance. Chris Paul is your sixth-ranked player over the last two weeks. Yeah, remember how slow he started out the season? He is absolutely rolling at the moment. Doesn't miss time anymore. Somehow gets better with age. I don't know how that's... He doesn't, doesn't quite get better, but he's still pretty bloody good. As is McCall Bridges. 40 minutes, 22, 5, and 4. Four threes, three steals, and three blocks. Remember when he couldn't get steals to begin the year and he was struggling? He was a guy that I've believed in all year. He's had some struggles, and he is absolutely turning it on at the right time of year. And it's good to see a big a big uh, performance from DeAndre Ayton, who struggled in the last game. Still only 17% usage, but 15-8 and eight with a steal and five blocks is a monster, while Devin Booker had 31-6-5. So big numbers all around the park, as well as Frank Kaminsky somehow playing 16 minutes and having 11-6. and six. I don't think we need to care about that too much, but it actually is something that happened. Cameron Johnson, uh, his shooting is way off at the moment. Two of nine, I think he's like shooting 20% over the last two or three weeks from three, like something shit house like that. He has no business being rostered in a 12-team league or even a 14-team league or even a 16-team league, even with Jay Crowder out. While Tory Craig started and had nine and five in 22 minutes. He's very, very hit or miss. Uh, campaign returned, had his five assists. And I've been saying all year, like, hey, if Chris Paul misses, campaign's going to be great. Chris Paul just apparently doesn't miss. So yeah, I don't know what we do with that. For the Cavs, big, big game from Isaac Okoro. Huge game. 47 minutes, 32 points, three threes, six assists. Excellent stuff. Do we buy it? Not really. 80% true shooting? Literally zero chance of maintaining that. Nine of nine from the line? No way. 63% and 75% from three? Nah, no chance. Now, he's put together some flashes of late, for sure. 47 fantasy points here is great. The minutes literally have been there all season. Not 47 of them, of course, but he's playing 33 a night. Can he be a stream option for a nine-game Wednesday? Yeah, maybe. But there's just so much here that's unbelievable. Six assists, get out of here. 63%, no way. Nine of nine from the line, no way. Like, it's, it's just not happening. 32 points, not going to happen. You can take a flyer on him by all means, but I get the feeling that it's a waste of an ad. I, I just, I could be wrong, very, very wrong on this, Look, easily wrong. And if you want, if you believe in Isaac Okoro turning it around, then then do it. I'm just not sure that I do. 
Colin Sexton had 29, 7, and 7. That's a pretty solid game for him. While the Discman, Chetty Osmond, 16, 5, and 4. And as long as Darius Garland is out, he's going to churn out some solid numbers. I feel more confident in Osmond putting up solid numbers than I do with Okoro, to be honest. Because Okoro's had these chances all year, whereas Osmond, every time he is into this role, the numbers come. And we've seen that from him recently. Kevin Love, man, this guy is an absolute roller coaster. 2 of 10 for 7 points with 11 boards. He is not a must-roster player. While Jared Allen had 17, 8, and 5 with a steal and a block. So some decent numbers there. The Cavs basically ran a seven-man rotation here with Dean Wade playing 31 minutes and Damo Dotson playing 26. And then you had Fionda Cabangale playing just the five minutes off the bench. Didn't do a huge amount in that time. Minus 10 in five minutes, which is legitimately impressive to be uh, to be that bad in that limited of a time. The next game that we take a look at here is the Charlotte Hornets and the Detroit Pistons. The Hornets win at 102.99. Um, but we did get news about Miles Bridges being out for the next 10 to 14 days. He is a safe drop. That could be the end of the season for Miles Bridges. Um, Gordon Haywood, really hard to keep holding him, of course. While Cody Martin looks like he's going to miss the next couple with an ankle injury. PJ Washington Jr. missed this one. He's likely just going to miss the one game, so I wouldn't drop him. But what you'd need to do is add Jalen McDaniels. He played 39 minutes here. McDaniels had 10 and 12 with three steals and a block. No Haywood, no Bridges, no Martin. He's going to play 30 a night. Has to add him. Caleb Martin is probably less interesting, but still had a good game. 17 and 5, two threes, two steals, and a block. Really solid 14 team league ad. Rogier, the shooting, uh, was it a mirage? Maybe 18 and 6 with 35% shooting. Pretty shit night there. While Malik Monk was worse. 0 of 8 from the field. Now, Monk does have an opportunity for a larger role with Graham and Haywood and Bridges and all those and Martin out. But you know, Graham and uh, Martin could be back next game. Monk is fine as a 14-team league guy, but I wouldn't look at him as must-roster 12. LaMelo Ball, 23-7-6, three threes and two steals, so he's rolling. While Braddy Wanamaker, big role for him in this game, 15-5-4. Now, that's in large part because of all those absences, and I wouldn't be banking my money on that. If you're looking for some big man stats, Biombo could help you if Washington remains out. Two blocks there. But they could also start Biombo on Washington at the 4-5 because they don't have the luxury of now starting Miles Bridges at the 4. Um, yeah, they sure they could put McDaniels there with Washington at the 5. And then who starts at the 3? Is it Caleb Martin? Do they prefer Biombo or Caleb Martin to be the starter? I, th- I guess that's, that's the question that James Borrego has to ask himself and then he has to answer to us. For the Pistons, they rested again. Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, Corey Joseph, Wayne Ellington, I don't know this for sure, but the pattern would make you assume that's four games in a row that they're not playing again this year. An announcement would be awesome, but we don't know that. Josh Jackson sat out because he had a sore right tooth. That's one of the weirdest designations you will hear, but he was out in this one. So, MC Hamadou Diallo played 40 minutes. He had 35 points with seven boards and four threes and a block. That's an excellent game. Very much an excellent game. But much like when we talk about a Coro, he shot four of six, so 67% from three, 63 from two for an overall 64% shooting. He's not a good shooter, like not even remotely a good shooter. So like he's not going to be this level. Is he an ad in a points league? Yeah. Is he worth a look in a category league? Maybe, maybe. But he's played 23 minutes a night this year and he's the 258th ranked player. Sure, there can be a bump in his usage, and we saw that here, but this level of efficiency is not a real thing. Much like I'm not getting carried away with Sekou Dumbaya, who had 20 points in 34 minutes. That's the season best for him. He had eight boards and two threes. He can occasionally do it, but he could also have seven points in the next game on 20% shooting. Hardly a must-roster guy. I think Frank Jackson's getting close to that. 14-3-4 in 29 minutes, while Killian Hayes, the offensive stuff is rough in terms of shooting. Four points on 17%, but he's cleared for back-to-backs. 
He had seven assists. He had a triple one. Like those steals, the assists, the occasional three, there is value in that for 12-team leagues. Three more games this week, but he's going to hurt your field goals and he's not going to score much. So you have to weigh up whether that's worth it. The depressed penis. We talk about how he can be just wildly inconsistent. Seven points. He was on my overperforming players today list as well. Seven points on 17%. At least he had two threes and nine boards, but he's going to do that. While uh, it was a bad night for Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Yeah, shit one from him. 26 minutes for Stewart. Three points. Now, I just don't, I don't understand giving 12 minutes to Jolly Loka for, but there we are. Three points, seven rebounds, and a block. They, they just don't give him the ball at all. Um, 20% shooting is terrible. Um, he attempted two threes out of his five shots. That's probably too many, even though he is shooting threes at a decent uh, enough level as my voice just cracks for some reason. I am still holding Isaiah Stewart, but that is undeniably a terrible, terrible performance from him. And now it is time for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Who are we going to give it to? Let's go with LaMelo Ball. He's back from injury, and it looks like really he never left. He, he uh, Who was excited to watch Hornets games before this season? Nobody. But now, with LaMelo, though, LaMelo there, they're bringing the fun, they're bringing the excitement, they're bringing the joy back to watching the Hornets. And that's just like Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. That sort of joy creates success. And that's exactly what's happened in Charlotte this year. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? LaMelo Ball is your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Okay, next game we look at here is the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. A back-to-back, well, not a back-to-back, a, a two-game set. The Bucks win them both. 124-118 here. Kyrie was great, 38 with six triples, five assists, three steals, and two blocks. Can't ask for much more from him. Same with Durant, 32, nine, and six with two blocks and a steal. But outside of those guys, it was pretty rough going. Jeff Green has reverted back into being Jeff Green. 10 points in 34 minutes while DeAndre Jordan started and played 16 minutes. And I'm not sure that he plays every game as we move forward. I think this was maybe a Brook Lopez matchup thing. Uh, he's a pretty safe 12-team drop. Nicky Claxton, good to see him back on the court, but limited role. Zero points in five minutes. We're not adding him for 12s. And I don't think Landry Shamit's a 12-team league guy either, as I have uh, stated multiple times. Three points in 23 minutes with a triple one for Shamit. And the Shark, Bruce Brown, had two points in his 12 minutes. Baby shark, um, Blake Griffin was all right, but nine points in 28 minutes isn't going to cut it. Outside of Durant and Irving, and of course, when Harden comes back, if that's it this, this season, there's no must-roster 12-team league guys here. You can try Joe Harris at times. You can try Landry Shamit when you get desperate. You can try Jeff Green. Maybe Claxton gets it, but none of these guys are going to be must-roster. Remember when Alizé Johnson had a 2020 game? Yeah, out of the rotation here. Really, it's that, That's what the problem was in terms of being able to add him is he just couldn't rely on it. Drew Holiday had 23, 8, and 10 in 36 minutes. A big game from him. While Yanni Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 36 and 12, but 37% shooting. You don't expect that from Giannis. But he also went 10 of 12 from the line for 83%. So killed one percentage, helped the other. It's just not the ones that you expect. 12 boards, four threes, a steal, four assists. Pretty solid game in the end. Chrissy Middleton had 23, 7, and 4, while DiVincenzo, good to see a good game from him finally, still outside the top 200 over the last two weeks, 10 and 15 with two assists, but I'm not looking at him as a 12-team league guy. Um, Brookie Lopez was pretty poor after a good game last time, and uh, you can drop Bob Portis. Get that garbage out of here! Until they rest Yanni, then you can put him in, but otherwise there's just not enough minutes here. Uh, Bryn Forbes had 14 points with four threes, but that's what he is. He is a three-point specialist and nothing more. 
Let's go. Next game. The Dallas Mavericks comfortably handle the Miami Heat on the road. 127-113. Willie Cauley-Stein started. He played 18 minutes. So, of course, it was Dwight Powell that played 29. Had 7-10 and 10 with three steals and two blocks. Can't predict that shit. Powell has played well of late, but he's more just a deeper league guy. Timmy Hardaway went absolutely bonkers. 36 points, which included 10 threes. What? And he missed both of his free throws. Not that, that doesn't make a huge amount of sense, does it? 36 points, 10 triples, a block. He's absolutely just on fire with his scoring. You can't really trust him for too much more. And it obviously helps that uh, Porzingis and Kleber are out here. But he is starting at the moment, and there is at least some stream value. Doncic had 23, 12, and 8, but an unfortunate 40% from the line hurts. Well, I thought Josh Green played well. He started the second half over Josh Richardson. It was a Josh for Josh swap. Four points for Greeny with three steals. I think he's going to be a really strong defender in the NBA, but not anything that's going to be a a fantasy option, I don't think. Brunson had 19 points, but played only 18 minutes. Well, again, Joshy Richardson. Get that garbage out of here! He scored 17 points, but there's just not enough there, and there's just not enough value in him as a 12-team league guy. Obviously, Willie Cauley-Stein, similarly. Two points in 18 minutes for Will in this one. Well, Dorian Finney-Smith, yeah, back on track. That's a pretty solid game. 12-4-3 and on 83% shooting. For the Heat, there was no Jim Butler for them, no Tyler Hero. So Trevor Ariza had 18 points. Now, unfortunately, he didn't do huge amounts in other areas. He remains an excellent streamer and a really solid 14-team league guy. The Spur, Dunk Robinson, filled it up. 19-9, four threes, two steals. Just you know, count your lucky stars. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. He doesn't normally fill up the categories like that. I'd look at him as a points and three streamer and not a must-roster player. Adebayo had 11, 9, and 11, but he was horribly inefficient, as was Dragic, who had 19, 5, and 3. And both those guys stepped up with Butler out. Um, Andre Iguodala, yeah, that's terrible, mate. Zero points in 22 minutes is, is not, not good. While um, we got uh, Kendrick Nunn also having a stinker. 14 points on 31% is pretty rough. I'm still holding Nunn in 12-team formats. But overall, it was just a poor performance from uh, from Miami. Guys, Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. But one of the best things about it is it's healthy. It's good for you. Because these bars are low-calorie, they are low-sugar, they're high-protein, and they are high in fiber. And Built Bar at the moment has nine delicious flavors. And they also bring in the limited time ones as well. At the moment, we're going with coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. My favorite out of that is probably coconut at this point, um, but I love when they bring in the raspberry pretty good too, and some of their special flavors are awesome. Not only are they the best tasting, but they're healthy as well. Most of the flavors are 17 grams of protein with only 130 calories and four grams of sugar. That is just amazing. And these just taste great, and they taste healthy. Like You cannot believe when you're eating this, this is actually doing good for you. So when you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Can't wait to get into my box, which arrived yesterday. Looking forward to it. BuiltBar.com, LOCKED15. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. The NBA is still going, and you can track all of that action at BetOnline. Get all of the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Okay, 
Next game for us to talk about. Let's address it. The Kings beat the uh, Thunder 103-99. Tyrese Halliburton is out for the season. No structural damage, no surgery, and that's what they meant by being optimistic. But as expected, he will not play again this season. So that means if you haven't already, which you should have, you need to add DeLon Wright. 37 minutes for DeLon, 13, 10, and 8, 4 steals, 4 blocks. Now, when Darren Fox comes back, he's going to have an impact on him. But for now, must roster. Bud Heald, excellent stuff again. 18, 11, and 5. And 4, sorry, with 5 triples. Even Terrence Davis is a nice 14-team league option. 18 points in 31 minutes. Now, Marvin Bagley, no Harrison Barnes, no Chemezi Metu. He played 31 minutes. But as I said when he had that big game last time, we've seen this before. We've seen Bagley have these big games and people go, oh, here we go. He was a number two pick for a reason. And then he has 13 and 7 on 33% shooting. And you go, yeah, he's also been considered one of the biggest busts of recent times for a reason too. The opportunity is here. He's a much better points league guy than category league player, but he is just not very good. And he will have occasional big games. There is no denying that. But doing it consistently, he doesn't. He just doesn't do that. Mo Harkless played 24 minutes. Again, his value is in bringing defensive stats, and he had two blocks here. While Rashawn Holmes was all right, 13 and 7, nothing spectacular there. Justin James for deeper leagues, 13 points in 18 minutes. And just want to give a quick mention that Hassan Whiteside still isn't playing because he's not good. In fact, he is... The word for the Thunder. What a really, really strong game there from Darius Baisley. 24 and 11. Now, the shooting was horrendous as usual, 39%, but good counting stats. And Gabriel Deck. I could barely recognize my own dick. What a game. 16 points in 16 minutes, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal. He's playing a solid enough role. Now, it's only just a 16 to 18 team league ad, but he looked good here. The C parter played 30 minutes. Moses Brown. Is he going to play 16 minutes or 30 minutes? Who bloody knows? It's all over the shop. 6 and 17 with two steals. He's at least an emergency stream option. While Roby started for Pokyshevsky and had 6 and 5. Uh, the Salt Flake, Teo Maladon, had 6 points with two blocks on 20% shooting. That's what we talked about the last game when he had a good one, that he was going to go out and piss on your field goal percentage. And Lou Dort, guys, he's not that good. 10 points, 19% shooting. is going to continue to sit back-to-backs. I do not think that Lou Dort, I know it's controversial for some to, to think this, I don't, I don't think he's a must-roster player, guys. He's just not that good. And he will have better shooting nights than this, but he is absolutely forcing it too much in a role that he is not ready for and probably never will be to be a number one type offensive option. And that's really not his fault. But again, before the people get in and really go super hard on the Dutch rudders, he's not that good. He is, he's not that player that had that 42-point outburst. I can 100% guarantee you that. Ty Jerome had eight points in 19 minutes with four assists. Again, this is very, very hard to get any sort of consistent understanding of what this rotation is going to be, which is shit for us in fantasy. There's no doubt about that. The next game up, the Golden State Warriors and New Orleans Pelicans. These dudes played each other yesterday. They're back at it today, and the Pelicans get the win, 108-103. Weird game where the lights went off during the game. Um, came back on, and the Warriors couldn't hit shit after that. Steph had 37-9 and with eight Threes and three steals. And Andy Wiggins, another good game from Wigo. Wigo is the 53rd ranked player over the last two weeks. 26 and six with five threes and two blocks. While Draymond had seven, 12 and nine with a steal and two blocks. So good games from all of those guys. Just the problem is there's not enough other good players. Shit one from Kent Bazemore. Really shit. Now he'd put up some good rebound and steal numbers and had three boards and zero steals in this one. That's yuck. Five points in 30 minutes. The minutes are fine, but 20% shooting is horrendous. He was minus 14. That's rough. Now, he is the 68th ranked player over the last two weeks, and that includes this stinker. 
So I think he is still worth a hold, but man, that was shitful. Absolutely shitful. And same with Juan Toscano-Anderson, who'd been playing well. Three, six, and four with a triple one. Now, we don't look at the scoring too much there, but the other numbers are all right. He's probably probably more of a 14-team league guy. We also got 32 minutes out of Kavon Looney, who had two blocks with six boards on 100% shooting. Again, that's just very, very deep league stuff. Now, for the Pelicans, Stephen Adams went out again with that toe issue, played, played 24 minutes and then didn't return. And then Brandon Ingram also had to leave with an ankle injury. Let's hope that Ingram's okay. 13-3-5 for Ingram with two steals. Adams, we're not rostering anyway, surely. Hopefully not. No one's rostering, rostering, yeah, rostering him, surely. Um, Eric Bledsoe, 34 minutes, 14-5 and four. Like, that's absolutely good enough to be a 12-team league guy, but I don't have any sort of confidence in Eric Bledsoe. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. And how's the turnaround from Lonzo Ball? Shot like, what, 18% yesterday and then has 33, 6, and 4 with 7 triples. Yeah. Good, great. No, I was going to say good game. That's a great game from Zion. 23, 12, and 7 with 4 steals. Bringing the defense, bringing the rebounds, bringing the assists. Great game from Williamson, who is now the 51st ranked player this season. While without or with Adams back, Bill Hernan Gomez didn't play. If Adams is going to miss time, Hernan Gomez will go back to starting and becomes an option. Jackson Hayes had 8 and 9 in his 24 minutes. Just lean into it. Just give Hayes these minutes. Um, Najee Marshall, 10 and 7. That's all right, but it really is just for deeper leagues at this point. All right, let's go to the last game of the night. The Raptors fall to the Clippers, 105-100. The Raptors were in this game. They, uh, they, they took it right up to the Clippers without the late scratch that was Kyle Lowry, without the Jedi, OG Ananobi, who was out again. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Pretty hard to hold on to Ananobi, to be honest, for the rest of the week with this uncertainty around his car. Fred Van Vliet was back, though. 27, 2, and 13. Two steals and a block. I wouldn't be surprised to see him sit some games down the stretch here. While Siakam had 24 and 7 with three steals. Big games from those guys. Unfortunately, no one else did anything. Ken Birch had a very empty 13 and 8. I don't believe he's a must-roster player. Yuta Watanabe started in place of Lowry, which was uh, absolutely a surprise. Six and six with two threes for Watanabe. While Flynn, the April Rookie of the Month, seems like a weird choice, especially when he goes, uh, I know it's May, but he had one point in 13 minutes. And the fact that he played only 13 minutes in a game that Lowry was out uh, speaks to just how much he's struggling at the moment. He's obviously a clear drop. Gary Trent's a clear drop. He didn't play in this one either. While DeAndre Bembry struggled somewhat, four points in 17 minutes. Stan Johnson replaced uh, Ananobi, five points, two steals and a block. That's what he does. He can get some steals, but obviously not much value there. Well, Jalen Harris, who I thought was a real steal at the time of the draft, Oh, I'd say obviously his best game. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that. 11 points, three threes, perfect shooting. Don't read too much into it, but which is good to see him out there performing. For the Clippers, Patrick Beverly returned. He was on a minutes restriction. He played only 15 minutes, but him playing 15 minutes didn't mean that Reggie Jackson didn't play a lot because he did. 33 minutes for Jackson, 18, 5, and 5 with four threes. I'm not sure how realistic that is because it meant that Beverly and Jackson were playing together because Rondo still got his 20 minutes. But it was a good performance from Jackson. I don't think he's must roster. Paul George had 22 and 9, while Marcus Morris had 22 and 6 with four threes. Morris has been pretty solid, but again, we're at the point of the year with two games left this week. I wouldn't say that Morris is a guy that has to be held on to. Rough night from Kawhi, really low usage. The, the Raptors did a great job getting the ball out of his hands. 17% usage for Kawhi, 13, 3, and 5. Um, but I'm sure people won't criticize Kawhi for choking in the fantasy playoffs like they do Paul George. Um, while uh, Rondo. When scoreless, I had him on the uh, on the overperforming players show earlier today, saying that his shooting is going to fall off. He was 0 of 4. He still had five uh, assists and three steals, so providing that assists and steals streaming combination. Well, Nick Batum still rostered in far too many leagues. Get 
Go ahead and drop it to him, who played 20 minutes here for seven points. He doesn't have any 12-team or 14-team league value at all. Let's move on now and look at the top adds and drops over the last 24 hours. Frankie Jackson up 23%, solid move. Osman up 22%, solid move. Marvin Bagley up 12%. Shit the bed, obviously, today, but it was still the right move to add him. Baysmore up 11%. Obviously, he shit the bed today as well. Still two more games for him this week. Yeah, probably fringy. Dylan right up 9%. Absolutely a must-roster player. For drops, you've got Halliburton down 12. We've already talked about him being a, a droppable guy. He's out for the season. Devontae Graham down 10, sure. Dozier down 7%, absolutely. People pulling the trigger very early on Nerlens Noel there, down 7%. I would still hold until we find out whether he's actually playing on Wednesday. And then Ubre down 7%, pretty clear decision there. The top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Okoro, really strong game from him today. I don't fully trust it, but take a flyer if you must, especially because he plays on Wednesday. Dwight Powell, impossible to predict that. Diallo, really strong points league ad, but not not a must-roster category league guy, I don't think. Dumbaya, yeah, I'm not trusting that at all. Jalen McDaniels, yes, he's an ad. Brad Wanamaker, probably not. Caleb Barton, definitely a 14-team league guy. Chetty Osman, absolutely an ad for Wednesday. Terrence Davis, a deeper league guy. And then uh, Gabrielle Deck. I could barely recognize my own dick. Yes, dick. With the uh, the, the solid performance, but probably just like an 18-team, 16-team league type of player. Let's move on now. Wednesday in the NBA DFS. All right, let's take a look at these games. Boston and Orlando, first one up. Jalen Brown is out, but Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker will both play, while Tristan Thompson is listed as questionable. So it could be a big opportunity for Rob Williams to get those minutes back up. Keep an eye without Jalen Brown, what happens with the, the Neesmith and Pritchard minutes while Evan Fournier likely starts in that spot. Well, for the Magic, um, who knows? Like, literally, who knows what they're going to do? We know Akiki's out, Michael Carter-Williams, Porter and Ross, they're all out. But what will they do with Gary Harris, Cole Anthony, after what non that nonsense was last game? What's RJ Hampton's minutes look like? Yeah, does Iggy Brezdakis play a role? Does Mo Bamba get those minutes over Carter? There's a lot of question marks with Orlando. Portland and Cleveland. Portland has Norman Powell listed questionable with that knee problem. We're a little bit worried about that one. I think knee tendinopathy is not great. That's two games in a row listed questionable. While for the Cavs, we don't know whether Darius Garland is going to return. But Isaac Okoro, of course, went off on Tuesday. Let's see if he can keep that up. Sacramento and Indiana. The update on Torres Halliburton is that he is likely done for the season, according to Woj. The Kings being so sneaky, they won't tell us. But it looks like uh, Halliburton's done. So we're looking at Dillon Wright again in that spot. We don't know whether Harrison Barnes is going to play. I would assume not, but we don't have an update there. Well, for the Pacers, Brogdon, Lamb, Sumner, and Badadze are all questionable. Turner and Warren remain out. No chance we're seeing Turner again this regular season would be my guess. Washington and Milwaukee. Um, no, no real injury news at this point for this one. This is a back-to-back -back for Milwaukee, though. Memphis and Minnesota, no Jaron Jackson for Memphis, while for Minnesota, injury-wise, looking pretty okay, which is good news there too. The Grizzlies are three-and-a-half-point favorites there. The total's 236-and-a-half. Phoenix and Atlanta, this is a back-to-back -back for Phoenix after going to overtime against Cleveland. We don't know whether Jay Crowder will return, while Bogdan Bogdanovich is listed as probable for Atlanta. Of course, DeAndre Hunter remains sidelined still, and uh, they moved Kevin Herter to the bench last game, so just keep that in mind. For the uh, Rockets, they are taking on the Philadelphia 76ers in Houston. Daniel House is doubtful. Christian Wood is not on the injury report, despite him saying yesterday that he didn't think he'd play the next couple of games. So let's watch that one. While well, DJ Augustin has been upgraded to questionable there as well. The Knicks and the Nuggets. The Nuggets are three-point favorites, and the total's 214, but they lost PJ Dozier for this game. So no Dozier, no Morris, no Murray, no Barton. 
So who starts? Is it Austin Rivers, Shaq Harrison, Marcus Howard, Vlatko Chanchar? Their shooting guard position looks very... Who's their backup point guard? I have no idea. It's going to have to be Austin Rivers playing a lot of those minutes there behind Faku Kampazzo. For the Knicks, they're relatively injury-free, except we just don't know about Nerlens Noel. He is questionable, as is Norval Pal. So it could be a lot of minutes for Taj Gibson in that scenario. The last game is the Spurs and the Jazz. Um, no Mike Conley, no Donovan Mitchell again for Utah, but San Antonio looks to be okay with the exception of Trey Lyles and Derek White. If we look at values for Fangio, you have Shaq Harrison, minimum salary. I like Danny Green at 37, Grayson Allen, Rob Williams, Mo Wagner, Austin Rivers, Jordy Clarkson, uh, Gobert, DeLon Wright, quite a bit there as well. Cole Anthony, although that is risky. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, Yusuf Nurkic, there's a blowout risk there for him. Kyle Anderson, I like. Uh, I like RJ Hampton, DeAndre Ayton, Carl Anthony Towns, Ja Morant, salary's down low enough for me to like. Uh, Campazzo, Fournier, uh, McCullum, and Maga Porter Jr., along with Nikola Jokic and Jason Tatum. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and an Odyssey, but on YouTube, you can hit subscribe, you can hit the notification bell, you can hit the thumbs up, and you can leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.